0: Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co host, Austin Hill. Today, we will be interviewing Jordan Fillmore, who is an alumni at the Refuge Ministry. He's going to be sharing a little bit about his story of recovery and what he's doing now. We hope you enjoy. With us today is Jordan Fillmore. He has worked with the Refuge for three years now. Um, and we're gonna get to know him. Some of you guys in the refuge might have seen, might be seeing or have seen Jordan around uh in Columbus and Lancaster. Um, he works directly with our CFO and does a lot of the behind the scenes stuff at the refuge. Um and actually, um, we get to I'm excited to hear your story, Jordan, and uh because I really care about you. And um it'll be good to hopefully learn something new about you. So Thanks for being here, bud. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Very appreciative to to be able to come on here and and share a little bit about my story. And uh, just excited to talk to you guys. Yeah, cool. So how'd you grow up, Jordan? So I am from a small town, uh, Washington, Ohio, uh, about 45 minutes southwest of here. I, I didn't really have a tough upbringing um, up until I got to about middle school. You know, I did well in school, uh, I did well in athletics, uh, specifically baseball. Uh, and uh, around that age uh, is when things started to take a shift in my life. Um up to that point, I had not grown up in church, um, but had went with friends here and there. I had some good, really solid families um, that I spent a lot of time with on the weekends and nights. and That kind of played a big part in my life later on. Um, but when I got to 12, 13, 14 years old, uh, my parents went through a pretty uh, toxic breakup um it was just really nasty <laughs> um just some of the things that uh, you would hope your parents would never do or say uh, to each other um and to me and my my younger sister uh it was just uh you know in a lot of ways it was dramatic um and so i was right. kind of yeah i was I was thrust into a role that I was not necessarily prepared for. Uh, My sister was five years younger, so she had a little bit tougher time kind of understanding and processing what was going on. Um, So I, I I took over as like a primary care uh, person in her life. Uh, So being that, you know, I'm not, old enough to even be a parent and being thrust into that. uh, I didn't know, you know, I I wasn't an adult yet. I wasn't grown up and, uh, but I wanted to care well for her. So I did that. Um, But in the meanwhile, there was a lot of pain uh, underneath that I was not dealing with. Um, So that kind of led to, you know, Next few years in high school, uh, being introduced to, to alcohol uh, and then some opiates, you know, pain pills, things like that. Um, and to be quite honest, uh, it was a mistake for me. It was something that uh, I enjoyed because it just took away all the crap that I was not dealing with. I didn't have to think about it, didn't have to worry about it. Um, and it was a good place for me to escape. So, you know, I, I still finished out high school really well. Uh, not a lot of people knew what was going on behind the scenes with me. And then, you know, I I go to college. Um, I, I basically had two choices: I could go play baseball somewhere, um, or I could go with you know, a couple buddies that we were ranting and raving and raising hell and I uh I chose the latter and uh things just uh you know really took a turn. Uh I got introduced to some harder drugs. Uh my the probably the first week I stepped on campus. uh, Tried cocaine for the first time, ecstasy. There was just things that were thrust in front of me, and I didn't really have a whole lot of guidance on how to deal with drug abuse. Um, you know, speaking of kind of the circle back a little bit, um, my parents were in active use themselves, you know, and so it was either encouraged to do it with them or it was, it was never really discouraged. Um, of course they didn't understand the extent of what I was doing, um, some of the other things, but so getting into college, having these other, other things put in front of me, I was, uh, you know, again, not dealing with the trauma that I had experienced growing up. Um, I, I, I went down that path pretty quickly. Um, So, were were you being were you like aware of any of the the things that you're saying? You're you're kind of telling a story from hindsight when you were in it, like in college. How were you seeing your future? I mean, quite honestly, I wasn't looking too far forward. Mm -hmm. I was I was in the moment um, because if I was thinking ahead. I probably would have got out of the degree I was pursuing. Um, I was going for teaching. And uh, it was always kind of suggested to me because um, I do feel like there's a lot of skills that I that I have um, that translate well into teaching. Um, but it, 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 again, it was kind of chosen for me. Um, and I don't think that's where my passions lie, uh, or where they lie now. Um, and even back then, but it was just, I was either too stubborn or too caught up in what was going on. Um, that the future was not really in my mind. Hmm. Okay. So graduate college, mm-hmm. what, what, what happens next? By the grace of God, I, I uh, graduated college. Um, <laughs> yeah i uh you know i I slipped further and further into my addiction the closer I got to to finishing my degree um, you know twenty two years old twenty three years old uh, the tolerance that I had built up was becoming uh, unmanageable because um, at the time I was just doing uh, prescription medications um, and so Got to the point where it was unmanageable, tolerance-wise, and also financially. And so, um, I had been offered heroin and and started to use about that last year or so uh, in college. And what's even scarier to me, thinking back on it now, um, I was I was co-teaching at the time. You know, I was in a school setting. So you were of, you were a highly functional addict. I mean, for a, at the time, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's even some things that you know, I look back on and it was like, I cannot believe that I, that I was doing that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back with part two in our conversation tomorrow. We'll see you then.